Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The Braves Radio Network channel on the Podcast Park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. This is Atlanta's exclusive home for Atlanta Braves baseball, bringing you the latest on the Braves all year. Now the fan presents the Braves Clubhouse Report. I fly ball, deep left center. That one's arcing toward the stands. It's gone. Presented by Arrow Exterminators. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Smashed high in the air, deep right field, out to the chop house, and it's gone. This is the home of the Braves, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Now, the Braves Clubhouse Report. Welcome into another edition of the Braves Clubhouse Report. We do it Wednesdays, 2 to 2.30 Right here on your home of the Braves, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Alongside Wiley Ballard, Kevin McAlpin here with you till the bottom of the hour. Talking all things Braves as spring has sprung. Pitchers and catchers have reported. And Wiley, I know the calendar today says Valentine's Day, but I don't know about you, man. I think a lot of baseball fans, this is kind of more like Christmas Eve. Like it's right around the corner. The season is officially upon us. Baseball is back. It's flooding our timelines on social media. So uh, while we are all celebrating loved ones, uh, the sport that we all love is getting cranked back up, and I know the Braves and, and their fan base is very, very excited to know that pitchers and catchers are back in Northport, Florida. Kevin, I'm 30 years old. I'm single. Not really worried about Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm worried about ba- uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, and, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up, dude. Um, I mean, how, how could you not be? You've got a team that's poised to win their seventh consecutive National League East uh, division crown. Uh, Judging by some comments uh, coming out of Northport today, there's an edge to them. Uh, A.J. Minner already dropping the World Series or bust standard. So if you're a Braves fan, I don't understand how you're not just jacked right now for March 28th. And what, uh, you know, look, I think we can all be candid that we're going to enjoy the six months of summer. We're going to enjoy the season and and hopefully you enjoy uh, another division championship. There's going to be a lot of hand wringing as you get closer and closer to October about uh, how the Braves are going to fare in the postseason. Uh, but between now and then, it's baseball season. The weather's going to get better week after week. And uh, I know there aren't a lot of new additions to the roster, but, man, I mean, between Jared Kelnick and Chris Sale, those are two guys I'm just, A, excited to see in a Braves uniform, and, B, really curious to see what they have to offer. I don't know what I'm more jealous about, by the way, that you're 30 years old or that you're single. I'm not sure which one I'm more dumb. All, all kidding aside, <laughs> at least you're wearing red. Like yes. I, I know uh, Nick and Chris, I walked in, I said, where's your, where's your red? It's Valentine's yes. Day. So at least you're in the spirit. I'm in, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a red Braves <laughs> uh, pullover here. It, yeah. it works for golf as well. So yeah, no, I mean, this is, I hear stories about being in the prime of your life. I, I'm told this this is kind of it. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to make the most of it. <laughs> well, you're you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> Going back to your point, though, about the, the commentary coming out of Northport, yeah. where it's World Series or bust, I mentioned this with Nick and Chris a few moments ago. It was at a point, let's say 2019, 2020, where, yeah, you know, we want to get into the playoffs. Well, we know those days are are long gone where just getting in is not the end-all, be-all. And isn't it so nice to be around a group, to be around an organization where that's not the end result? That's, you know, just getting in now almost feels like a failure, doesn't doesn't it? And 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 it's player-driven, Kevin. This is not a situation where the fans have outlandish expectations. The players are trying to 
to downplay him. I mean, Spencer Strider said as much after the season was over last year. A.J. Minner volunteering that this season. I think Chris Sale is only going to amplify, uh, you know, the intensity, the urgency, and, and, you know, to be real honest with you, just the, you know, the, the P.O.'d presence, if you will, uh, of Chris Sale, I think matches where this team is at. Because, look, I mean, you won a World Series two and a half years ago. Phillies haven't done that, by the way. Um, and, look, you get knocked out in 2022, okay, you know, at, at Stinks, bummer. Won the World Series last year. Happens again in twenty three, and it's like, all right, like, ah, no, we're this is we're, we're we're taking matters in our own hands, and this this is not happening again. Right. So, uh, I'm kind of excited for the, uh, you know, there, there's an expression of baseball about you know having have, having the the red behind, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think this whole team is gonna, you know, on the topic of red, have a little bit of a red behind this year, and I think that's gonna be fun to watch. Well, and I look, I think you've seen guys that have come through over the years that have provided that. Edge, oh, that yes. spark, whatever. Donaldson. Josh Donaldson, I think, Peterson, was one. Yeah. yeah, Jock Peterson for sure. And so I think that you've got some guys that kind of bring a little bit of that attitude, but a little bit of that ticked off. Like, we have unfinished business. This is these two last two years. And like you said, 2022, the ring was still shiny. It was still like, yeah. ah, well, ah, we did it last year. You didn't feel that way in 2023. There's, there's a big difference between <laughs> once and twice. Yeah. When it happens twice, it's, you know, it's, it's the old, you know, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I mean, you know, I again, there's there's an intensity, and I, and I you know, I, I thought Mark Bowman had a nice line in his in his uh, one of his comms on Braves.com talking about one of the reasons players are showing up earlier is because these these uh, uh, spring training facilities are like five star hotels. Uh-huh. There's some truth to that for sure. Uh, but seeing guys like, I mean, a long list of names, Michael Harris, um, you know, a bunch of other position players uh, who are there right now. I think Matt Olson was among that group as well. Uh, who have showed up already when technically their report date isn't until the next Tuesday for position players. Yeah, the, historically, I go back to all the years I was down there from start to finish of spring training, and there was not many years where position player report day, you were sort of taking out the checklist and going, haven't seen him yet, haven't, yeah. haven't seen him. Historically, this has been a group that's wanted to get back and, and get to work earlier than than typical. So, you know, look, I'm, I think they're excited. Again, I think there's unfinished business. I think they're they're just looking at this group going, man, we, and I think the big, they really like each other as well, right? I think, and that's, that's a big part of this too, is that they really enjoy being around each other. When when you win, it's fun to be around, and when it's it's fun to be around, you usually win. So it, it's one of those kind of you know, virtuous cycles upward, if you will. Um, and I do think the chemistry is real. You hear everybody talk about it, testify to it. Uh, I think you give a lot of credit to Alex Anthopoulos and Brian Snicker for the way they assemble the roster and the way they, you know, uh, structure the clubhouse uh, with those two roles respectively. And, you know, what the Braves have right now uh, on their roster and their clubhouse is so hard to create. Uh, and I think that they've done a terrific job of maintaining it as well. And again, winning is a big part of that. Uh, and, you know, I was listening to some national coverage. MLB Network Radio was doing their top ten by positions, and we can have the Ozzy Albies conversation at second <laughs> base. And da, 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 da. Um, But, I mean, you know, I listened to first base and catcher. I mean, you've got Sean Murphy, top three catcher. Freddie Freeman, top three catcher. Heck, Ronald Acuna Jr. is probably a top five player, if not top two or one player in, in all of Major League Baseball. Michael Harris, probably a top five center fielder. It's just you have so many guys who are so elite in their positions uh, it makes it fun to come to work today because you got a chance to win. I think the big thing, too, is when you think about this group, yeah, there have been some some guys that have come and gone. That's going to happen, and that's baseball. There's Free agency is yes. a big part of this. But I think maintaining that mindset, maintaining that close-knit group, even though you've seen a former MVP depart, you've seen your everyday shortstop go elsewhere, 
really, it seems like on the surface, and I, you know, I'm not down in the clubhouse as much as I used to be over the years, but the times I am down there, it doesn't seem like they've skipped a beat. And I think, again, 100-plus wins each of the last two years, that shows you that, that they're, they're that close-knit feeling off the field translates to wins on the field. Yeah, and I, and I think continuity is such a massive key, really, in any you know team sport. I mean, we can be talking about you know baseball. We can talk about football, basketball. We talk about professional, college, high school. I mean, I think when you have continuity, uh, it gives you a chance to really build something that can be self-sustaining. And to your point, I mean, losing two years ago, if you look at that World Series team in 2021, you can I think you'd make a pretty good argument that two of the top three or four leaders, maybe the top two on that entire roster, are no longer here in Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson. Uh-huh. You know, to, to lose two guys like that and still feel like not not only do you not have clubhouse problems, but in fact your, your clubhouse is a strength, that it's something that's appealing for other guys to come in and want to join. Uh, like I said, to me, that's a testament to Alex Anthopoulos for, you know, prioritizing, um, you know, makeup and fit. And for Brian Snitker for being steady, um, you know, consistent uh, and straightforward. I mean, again, it, it, he's taken a lot of pages out of Bobby Cox's book. I think he's also adapted to the way the game uh, is played currently. So I, I look at Snit and see, yes, he, he's one of the older managers in baseball, no doubt. But I also think he's he's one of the, you know, guys who is, he's very adaptable, I guess what I'm trying to say. I yeah. think he's done a really nice job of adjusting to today's players, which I think if you talk to a lot of people around the sport, you give somebody the profile, Brian Snicker, there's there's some hesitation there of, okay, is somebody like that going to be able to do, uh, have success in this era of baseball? And I think to Snit's credit, I mean, he's done a really nice job. And for the most part, the coaching staff has stayed intact. We know there's some there's new some faces. Changes. Yeah, we, we know there's some new guys joining that staff, most notably Matt Tuiasasopo, who had a cup of coffee with the Braves back in 2016. Tom Goodwin's been in the organization for a while. Eric Abreu, the new bullpen coach. So there's not only some new faces on the field, but off the field as well. But it feels like the foundation left behind from Wash, from EY, from Drew French and others, uh, you still have the continuity of Walt Weiss, right? So Snit still has his right-hand man as his bench coach. You still have Cranny. Rick Cranitz working with the pitching staff. Seitz has been there basically from day one of this. <laughs> I mean, it's been amazing the, the, how long he's been here and how many of these guys started as, as babies. I have, to, I have to go check, but I, I think Kevin Seitz, I'm willing to bet, Again, off the cuff, that whether well, there's 30 major league teams, I'm willing to bet that Seitzer's tenure with the Braves is more than double the tenure of, of half of the other hitting coaches in baseball. Because I think, Kevin, I don't know about you, I think being a major league hitting coach is probably one of the like um, least sturdy seats to be in <laughs> right. because you, you, you kind of get the fingers pointed at you the second something's going wrong. And for Kevin Seitzer to be there as long as he has, and look, he'd be the first one to tell you, well, you know, I mean, I got some pretty good hitters in my lineup that makes my job a little easier. Um, but you just don't see that type that type of uh, longevity in the hitting coach role at the major league level. And then the other piece too, I'm curious to see uh, how Walt Weiss does as, as the head of infield instruction. Now, uh, I'm curious, are we going to start having? Uh, I mean, can we can we call it Weiss work? I don't think we can do that. Can we? Sure. We got we got to come up with something. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and to your point, look, if you haven't seen it, by the way, anybody out there, go look at the radio call of Matt Tuiasa-Sopo's first career home run. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. Yeah, with Rick Riz up in Seattle. Uh-huh. That's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. Again, yeah. it's all over YouTube. Go find it. He's playing for the Mariners. 
It's it, it'll it'll be your laugh for the day. It's unbelievable. T U I. Just that's all you have to yes. say. It'll, it'll <laughs> auto fill the rest. You don't have to worry about uh, trying to, to spell it all out. One thing I want to go back to sites there for a moment because I'm, yep. I'm glad you brought up uh, how volatile a job the, yes. the hitting coach is. It's the same thing with a pitching coach too, True. right? If the pitching staff struggling, we're going. Well, what in the world's going on with Crane? But when things are going well. No one's ever heaping praise on the hitting coach. Yes. And this is something I brought up uh, to sites uh, down at Fantasy Camp a few weeks ago. We did a Q&A with him, and I said, you went from, in 2022, the Braves had the second most strikeouts in all of Major League Baseball, almost 1,500 strikeouts. Flash forward to 2023, they had the fifth fewest strikeouts in Major League Baseball. Now, put that in perspective. You led the majors with 307 home runs. It's very rare to have a team that has that kind of power but does not have that kind of swing and miss ability, and that's exactly what he transformed this lineup to do where you went from second most strikeouts in the game to the fifth fewest. That is an unbelievable turnaround in just one year's time. So, again, I think he deserves a lot of credit for working with these guys, working on the approach, you know, just trying to be consistent day in and day out. It's not easy to do, but this lineup made it look very, very easy a year ago. Uh, can I tell you who the uh, teams that had the two lowest strikeout rates in baseball? Sure, please. Uh, the Washington Nationals and the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. Those are two of the worst offenses in baseball. <laughs> right. The bottom line is the school of thought in today's game is mostly forget strikeouts, we're hitting for power, and that's how you have success. On the flip side of that, you know, the Minnesota Twins had a terrific offense last year. They led baseball in in, in strikeout rates. So, you know, the general idea is, well, there's no way we can have both. We may as well settle for power because contact's not going to do us any good if, if without power. The idea that you can get what the Braves have gotten, the only other team that really, you know, in my mind, checks the same box as far as great offensive output and a low strikeout rate is the Houston Astros. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're in that category as well. So, again, I think a lot of teams around the sport are looking at Houston and looking at Atlanta and saying, how are these guys doing both? We're not supposed to be able to do that, especially when strikeouts are at an all-time high across the game. Uh, the stuff is nastier. The, the velocity is higher. I think for the Braves and the Astros, again, who knows? We could have a rematch in, you know, this coming October from three years ago. But those two teams are kind of the model for the rest of the sport as far as what you want your offense to look like. Yeah, no question about it. Astros, by the way, had the third fewest strikeouts yeah. in baseball a year ago. All right, listen, when we return, let's talk more about some of the newcomers, and we'll talk about the position battles as pitchers and catchers are underway. Believe it or not, Wiley, a week from this Saturday, baseball will be back on your radio. Can, can you believe we're going to get Ben Ingram on the air uh, in, in a week and a half? Yeah, Hopefully he's ready and, and, and taking on Tampa. Uh, yeah. It's going to be at Port Charlotte. Very excited. And look, I mean, I, I think for spring training, you know, there are some years where, OK, there's like seven or eight different jobs open. Right. Obviously, that's not the case here for Atlanta. But like I said, I'm really curious to see what Jared Kelnick can do. You know, I'm curious to see what Sean Murphy looks like now with some rest, because obviously the second half, it seemed like he got a little worn down. Uh, and, and most importantly, I'm just excited to watch Spencer Strider with the mustache, even if it's only for an inning. Just take them out, man, dude. I, I love watching that guy pitch. Yeah, he's fun to watch. All right, when we return, we'll talk about some of those new faces and what the Braves could do as far as the rotation is concerned. We'll get to that plus more as we continue on the Braves Clubhouse Report coming up next right here on The Fan. The Braves Clubhouse Report on 680 The Fan. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. 
The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Cold months in the south mean that rodents, critters, and pests are trying to find a way into your warm house. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home pest-free inside and out. Arrow protects homes and businesses and is the official pest control provider of Truist Park and the Braves. So you know you're getting the best from the best. To set up a free pest inspection, call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Now, here's more Braves talk from inside the clubhouse. This is the Atlanta Braves Clubhouse Report, presented by Arrow Exterminators, on the home of the Braves, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Baseball season is back. We're glad to have you with us. Braves Clubhouse Report continues here on the fan. Alongside Wiley Ballard, Kevin McAlpin here with you till the bottom of the hour. And Wiley, we mentioned uh, position battles taking place during spring training. Fortunately for this club, not a whole lot to really be paying close attention to. It's a good spot to be in if you're a fan of the Braves, other than that final spot in the rotation. And, of course, uh, what's going to happen in left field? Is it Kelnick every day? Is it a platoon? But I want to get your thoughts on the rotation because the Braves have, what, no less than five or six legitimate legit candidates for that final spot, including Ronaldo Lopez. And I'm curious where you stand on this. This is a guy who comes over this offseason. It's a three-year deal for, for Lopez. Throws hard. He can throw upper 90s. He can touch triple digits. He's been a starter. He's been really effective as a reliever. I'm curious, where do you stand? Do you feel like you'd rather have him every five days? Or are you in the camp of, of um, I'd rather have a guy like that in my bullpen I can use a few times a week? I I struggle on it, and like I guess I want to start with this. Like I'm assuming the the offense is not going to be as good as it was last year, mainly because an offense like that had really never happened before in the history of the sport. So I'm I'm gonna say they're probably not gonna be as good, but I still think they'll be among the two, three, maybe just flat out the best offense in baseball. So with, with that as a backdrop, Kevin, and I think we kind of saw it play out the second half of last season. Like, you know, Yanni Chirino started what ten games for this team? Yeah. Like, I think they won, like, more than half his starts. Like, I want to say it was 7-3. and three. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, and, like, I mean, no, you know, I guess I am kind of disrespecting Yanni, but, like, he did not pitch very well is a short answer. So, in some ways, I, I almost feel like you could make an argument that the fifth spot on this in this rotation is probably the least consequential fifth spot of any rotation because of the offense you're going to have. And that's where, like, I'd like to see him get, get some looks, I suppose, but really, what, I mean, we kind of touched on this in the first segment, but like all you're really trying to do is just make sure you get into October healthy, which the last two years has been really tough. You know who else has had that issue over the last several years? Mm. The Dodgers. Yeah. And again, it's a tough problem to solve. And I mean, heck, LA's kind of taking the approach. Let's get five guys who are hurt now, and then we'll, hopefully they'll be healthy by the time we get to October. So for me, like, I'd, I'd love to see a bunch of different guys get starting opportunities. You know, one, see what it looks like. Two, you know, maybe give Chris Sale some time off. Charlie Morton's going to be 40. Give him some time. So, again, I'm not, like, losing sleep over who gets that fifth spot. Plus, look who was in that spot to start the season last year. It was Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster. Right. We hadn't even heard of Bryce Elder yet. So, like, or actually, let me rephrase that. He wasn't in big. We'd heard of him, of course. He was, he was in Gwinnett when the season started, and he turned in, you know, what was one of the best first halves we've seen of any you know non-blue chip player in recent memory for the Braves, so for me like I don't I'll put it this way like in postseason I want Lopez in the bullpen for sure yeah, easy no, no question yeah. I thought the argument Justin Toscano made at the AJC today was interesting in that a lot of the bullpen pieces don't have options and you know 
what I mean by that is you can't just move them back and forth between the minors and, and Major League Baseball willy-nilly. And if they put Lopez in the bullpen, then all of a sudden that's one less guy with options. It's also you don't really have like a your typical long man, like a Michael Tonkin uh, that you had last year. I suppose Jackson Stevens could serve in that role, but you kind of got to make some choices of who you want in there. Ray Kerr, the lefty they paid about $4 million to acquire. Um, you know, he, he could be on that short list of guys who may not have a spot. So I guess the short answer is I'd like to see it, but I'm not really losing a whole lot of sleep debating if it's a good or bad move because, again, the offense is so good. Like, I I don't want to, you know, dismiss it entirely. Like, I feel like this team could, you know, fall out of bed and win, like, 70 games if they had the worst pitching in baseball. Like, maybe more. Can I can I add to that point? Yes. We, we were both a little bit high. Uh, Torino has made five starts for the Braves. I was with you it on that. Like I, it, it felt like 10. It felt like a lot It felt more. like a lot. He was out there for a while. He had a nine, the, in, the innings were long. He had a 9.27 ERA. The Braves were 4-1. and one. In those in those five starts where he and had a nine twenty seven. Again, like if there's any team that really didn't have to worry about their fifth spot, it's right. like it's kind of the Braves. Right. Like we're gonna score like I mean, you know, we the Braves are gonna score like seven runs a game. Yeah. Like I mean, against against lower level teams. Like go to that Rocky series at home last year. Like they could have started you and me out there and they would have won comfortably. Yeah, they would have forty runs that <laughs> yeah, weekend. It's, it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I, I'm with you. I, I just I feel and, and I do agree with you. I think that come postseason time. Lopez becomes a reliever because you're yes. not you're not starting him over anybody else yes. unless you know something has gone significantly Hopefully wrong. The, the for plan him. is for you is for that not to happen. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm curious. Look, I, I feel like Bryce Elder did enough last year for four months. I know he ran out of gas at the end, but it was his first full major league season. I'm not going to hold that against yes. him. Uh, you've got the young guys on the Hurston Waldrip. Does he get us a look? What about AJ Smith Shawver? Does he get a longer look? I'm really interested to see where some of those guys fit. And again, look, whoever's not in that starting five to begin the year, that message is going to be clear. You guys stay ready. We're going to see you at some point throughout the course of 162. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It, I think the last team to like make it through a whole season with five starters is like some Reds team in the 80s. Like it's 1880s. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So again, like don't get me wrong, it's fun to make opening day. It's a great you know. And, and look, I mean, I don't care if you're getting to the major leagues that. The less time you get option back to AAA is good news. It's just it's just a different lifestyle. So I'm not suggesting there's nothing to play for if 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 you're a pitcher trying to get that fifth spot. But at the same time, you feel reasonably confident that if I take care of my business with Mississippi or Gwinnett or whatever, I'm going to get an opportunity to start. And and like you said, Kevin, like between Chris Sale and Charlie Morton, those are two older guys who I again, you could tell me they make five starts in the regular season each of them, and so long as they're healthy in October, I'd take it. Like, right. Because, again, I think this offense is good enough to take care of business. During your commercial break, check the 1980 Braves uh, pitching staff. Okay. All right, yeah. That sounds good. Take a gander at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so I want to see those guys get that shot. I want to see A.J. Smith-Shaver get some opportunities. Like you said, Hurston Waldrop, my gosh. I mean, how – you're so excited about him. And, you know, again, that splitter for him is is such a weapon. And and to be real honest with you, I'm curious if there's some other Braves when we get to spring training that start working on a splitter because – much like last year, everybody was talking about the sweeper. Uh, the splitter kind of has the same momentum across the sport as kind of the in vogue pitch for 2024. And it is a sweeper. 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 
That's the language. That's the language we're going with. Yes, I've heard it referred to as other other things in, in certain parts. It's the sweeper. Sweeper. And that's what we're sticking. I, with. I, I I don't know what you could be talking about. <laughs> All right, listen. When we return, we'll talk about a couple of other names we're keeping a close eye on now that pitchers and catchers are underway, and we'll check in with Matt Chernoff. See what's coming up on Chuck and Chernoff as we wrap up the Braves Clubhouse report. Coming up next, right here on the Fan. This is the Braves Clubhouse report, exclusively on six eighty The Fan. Some choices are complicated, like do I get peanuts or popcorn? Thankfully, others are much simpler, like rooting for the Braves. And choosing Truest One Checking. No overdraft fees, lots of perks you can cheer for, and when your account balances grow, you get upgraded automatically. Oh, and with more than 130 Atlanta branches, you can add convenience to the list of perks too. Truest One Checking. One simple choice. Brands count as of May 31st, 2023. Atlanta Metro Area, Truist Bank member FDIC. The 2 p.m. hour is brought to you by Southern Exteriors, the Southeast premier home exterior solution. Quality and precision you can rely on for over 20 years. Visit southernexteriors.co. You're listening to the Braves Clubhouse Report, presented by Arrow Exterminators, exclusively on Atlanta's sports station, the home of the Braves, the fan. Final segment with you on this week's edition of the Braves Clubhouse Report. We're with you Wednesdays, 2 to 2.30. And next week, Nick and Chris will be live from Northport. So they'll be talking to your favorite players, coaches, executives. You might want to stay tuned for that one. I'll be down visiting the mouse on the other side of Florida. So I'll be back with you in two weeks. But uh, Nick and Chris will have you covered on the Braves Clubhouse Report next week. Uh, Wiley, in the meantime, there are uh, other intriguing names. A couple of ones we talked about with Mark Bowman last week. And one who was in our studio just a couple of days ago, Charlie Culberson. He's a fan favorite. A lot of folks around here uh, love Charlie and, and what he did. Reinventing himself, reinventing his career, going to camp as a relief pitcher. Now, I don't know how you feel about this and where you stand on it, but if there's one guy I probably wouldn't bet against making this kind of change and being successful with this kind of change, it's a guy like Charlie. I know he pitched in high school. I know we saw him pitch a few times uh, in mop-up duty uh, as a as a position player. But I don't know how you feel. But if there's one guy that I would not want to put money against, it's a guy like Charlie trying to uh, find a way to figure this thing out. A hundred percent. I think he's got the demeanor, and you talk to guys who've made a switch like that, especially at this point in their career. I mean, there's not a whole lot of them you can point to. I mean, I suppose Ricky and Keel is kind of the the first one you think of. Of course, he was going the other direction, right? Uh, going from pitcher to hitter. For Charlie, again, I think one of the keys when you're trying to attempt something like this, because it is a little outlandish, it's a little ambitious. You got to kind of have the right mental sort of you know, almost stoicism or Zen to kind of accept some failure, uh, some bumps in the road. And and to be honest with you, also be able to ignore a lot of the kind of like, you know, cockeyed looks you're going to get where it's like, is this guy serious? Like, is he really doing this? Yeah. I think Charlie, again, by virtue of the way he's kind of lived his whole career. I mean, he's not a guy who's really been guaranteed the next day on any big league roster for the majority of his career. That's why I would say because he's able – or he's been able to find success despite living what you want to call it a nomadic existence or a uncertain existence. I think he's a guy who mentally is prepared to do this. Now, does he have the the, the talent and and the ability and and the you know good fortune, whatever you want to call it? I don't know. But but from a mental standpoint, if I had to bet on somebody, I, I think he'd probably be the guy. Yeah, he's made eight pitching appearances in his career. Got good numbers, Wiley. Oh, eight fa- appearances, absolutely. a one twenty three ERA. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm kidding, but I guess what I'm getting at is, he, again, he pitched in high school. We know he can get it up there in the mid-90s. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a guy that has... has I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, yeah. Yeah, Baseball's back. back. Yeah, we are We are back. It, it has been far, far too long since we've heard the uh, the Wiley drops. But I, I, I guess I, I'm interested to see what it looks like. And, yeah. you know, again, why, why not? At this point, you're 34 years old. You didn't get any playing time last year. You were up about a month, and you didn't get a single at-bat. So... Why not try something different, right? And and I think, you know, you talk to guys all the time, whether they make it to the major leagues or not, you just you don't want to walk away until you feel like you've tried everything and that you feel like that itch is, is not going to be come back to bite you where you wonder, say, man, wait, what if I had tried that? Yeah. And I think Charlie, again, like, we, like we've talked about, has really embraced, um, you know, the, the, the fickle nature of baseball and how it can give and, and take and, um, you know, I think for him, this is as much about being able to go into retirement with peace um, as opposed to wondering, well, you know, what if I had given that a shot? Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. I mean, the, the guy's had such a full experience so far. I'm, I'm excited to, that he's still hanging around. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, positionally, you're, you're pretty well set up around the diamond. I mean, you know your catchers, who they're going to be. Uh, Matt Olson's going to play every day for you at first. Ozzie at second. Uh, R.C. At, at shortstop. Riley at third. Uh, Kelnick in left. Your D.H. is going to be Ozuna. Harris is in center. Ronald's in right. I mean, you don't really have a whole lot of question marks as far as your everyday lineup. I guess what now becomes is, okay, how do you round out that bench? Is Luke Williams part of it? What about David Fletcher? Fletcher would be a nice piece to to keep around and have on on your team. I think you, it would give you a better bench than you've seen at least the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I mean, much much what we were talking about how it's not all that significant who the Braves break camp with as their fifth starter. You can make an argument. There's no less. There, there's no bench in baseball that's played a lesser role than the Braves bench the last few years. Yeah. So. You know, if anything, I'm appreciative of Charlie Culberson for trying this because it gives us something else to talk about. Because, right. like we've talked, like we mentioned, there's just not a lot of questions. There's just, they're just not. Everything's kind of spoken for. Now we got to get to six weeks from now and have that still be the next. Yes, we that's we yes, and it can change. It can, uh-huh. Kevin. It can change, and we've talked a lot about you know some some expectations, but. Things can change so, so fast in this game. Yes. Things can change very quickly around here as well. Hello, Matthew. Hi, gentlemen. How are you, pal? You know what? K Mac, I'm great. Great. Thank you for asking. That's very. I don't even know if you mean it or it's just one of those pleasantries you think you're supposed to do. I do mean it. I'm having a great day. Well, I'll see if you're having a great day, then I'm having a We're great day. We're all having a great day. We're, you know what? I have air in my lungs. Woke up this morning. Nobody promised me that. Here I am. There you go. That's real. That's very real. Let's go. Have you enjoyed being in Wiley's wheelhouse this afternoon? I always enjoy the wheelhouse. You when know, I, more when, of the wheelhouse, the better. When, when Matt enters the wheelhouse, I always know. <laughs> yeah. Because it's about two minutes ago, he gave something. I bet it's a gust of wind or something. Blew my chair. I never fell I, out of I it. I bumped yeah. you. I did you not mean to. Yeah. But you know what? You weren't set, so it was a, a blocking foul. Oh, okay. Fair. Welcome I, to the wheelhouse. Was, you, I, was I in the restricted arc? You flopped. Yeah, I flopped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how excited are you for pitchers and catchers? Are you one of those? Peace and C's? Are you just scrolling <laughs> the, the social media to hear the gloves popping like we Listen, are? I love P's and C's because <laughs> it means we're closer to what we want, and that's March 28th, right? So uh, all we want is no injuries. Make it through. Everybody show up. I got to see Spencer Strider walk in today. Yeah. I got to see Max walk in. I got to see uh, Jared Kelnick. Everybody looked fine walking in, and uh, I'm ready. Let's go. Peace and Caesar here. Let's do this. Well, I, was t- I was telling Wiley earlier, too. This has been a group that historically gets there early, right? Mm-hmm. Position players showing up. Like th- These guys are, are itching to get yeah. back at it. And I, I don't think you say that at all 30 camps around the games. There's some guys that will wait till day of to I show up. I don't mind if they did because this is such a long process. Yeah. Spring, we always say, is way too long. Like you, Think about it right now. It's February the 14th, so it's Valentine's Day. They're going to have two weeks to go 
on March 14th. Like, it's going to seem like three years as long as this thing is six. So you had guys already there a week ago, I heard, who were showing up. You have everyday players who don't have to be there yet who are. So, yes, it's a dedication to their craft. But it's also, man, that is a long, long process. And this this is pretty much for the pitchers, right? I mean, it's I supposed mean, to be, yeah. yeah. Like, as far as the hitters are concerned, they could probably show up, you know, I don't know, in three weeks. What and, was the and, old uh, adage Freddie Freeman was like, give me 33 30, at-bats yeah, or something. Exactly. And he's get like, let's go. I'm good to go. That's it. Yeah. Just so. get there, put them in a bubble, and get through it healthy. You almost don't want to have a great spring. Because I know how these guys think. It's like I hit 430 <laughs> in the spring, and then, oh, now I get to the regular season, and I'm over for my first eight. So yeah. have enough at-bats, make enough good contact. Let's go play ball. I, I think the, my favorite, one of my favorite memories of spring training was being down there for a Grapefruit League game. And this was the narrative that Freddie had never hit a grand slam. And he <laughs> oh, hit I one off the that. scoreboard yeah. in dead that. center field. Yeah. And he comes back and, and he says to Snit, I finally did it. He goes, congrats. It didn't count. It, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. You finally hit a grand slam, but who it's, cares? I don't care if you hit 483 or 083 in spring. Right. It, yep. it's, it's meaningless. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing that's not meaningless. Oh. The next three and a half hours on your radio. Hey, Mac. They mean a lot to me. Hey, you know what? Because it's Valentine's Day, I'm going to kiss you. Is that right? I mean, I'm in a lovey sort of a mood. All right. Come here. All right, come on. We on camera? We are. <laughs> I think we have to go through it if we... Yeah, there it is. There, there it is. There we go. It's coming up on the big Valentine's Day edition of the show today. Lots of love. We're going to speak the love language for the listener today. Uh, some of this, we'll do a little of that. We have some sad news to start the show, and I hate to start the show with sad news, but we have Rest to do it. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, kind of. I hate to do it, but yes. So we'll start with that. Of course, Braves, P's and C's. We've got uh, still more fallout from uh, Shanny doing the dumb thing at the Super Bowl. Whew. Yeah, I know. I know. Plus, we got uh, some Falcon rumors. We love rumors. We got all that stuff, and uh, it's a big one. It's going to be a, a love fest today. All right. Well, Wiley, I don't think we should get in the way of this no. love fest. I think no. we should. I've gotten in the way of a love fest before. It, it doesn't end have. well. Yeah. <laughs> That's your love nest. Yes. Yippee! I just love Cullen's reaction back there. That that one's going to come back to bite you yes. at some point. <laughs> come back to in the love nest. You'll be bitten. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, listen. That's going to do it for us, Wiley. Always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah. No, I'm concerned. Matt has too much insight into who I am. Outside <laughs> uh, <laughs> of that, we're in good shape. All right, Chuck and Chernoff are next, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Another edition of the Braves Clubhouse Report right here on the Fan. Thanks for joining us for the latest on your Atlanta Braves on WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. Join the fan every Wednesday at 2 p.m. for all the latest news on your Atlanta Braves. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. 
horizonscreening.com.